Welcome to Wilhelm. I am your host, Ben Beck, and it's Valentine's Day. Can't tell by my background if you're watching the video because I'm an Eagles green right now, but uh, close enough to Valentine's Day anyway. Uh, so what better time for this episode's top five? Being so close to Valentine's Day, my guest and I, we're going to reveal and discuss our top five choices <clears throat> Excuse me for uh, favorite movie couples. Um, as for my guest, she's a filmmaker, she's an influencer, and she is a previous guest on Wilhelm. Please welcome back to the podcast, Lindsay Berets, who is not on camera because she's Whee! fucking with me. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> Oh, boy, the people listening to the audio version of this what? are going to be like, what the hell is going Sorry. on? Sorry, yeah. Oh, well, it's totally fun. For those, for those listening <laughs> to the podcast... On the video version, I was not on camera, and then using my wheelie chair from Office Depot, I slid into frame. Not a sponsor. <laughs> now, now we're in the ASMR section yeah. <laughs> of the podcast, speaking directly into the microphone at low volume. Yes, I and <laughs> here you can my list. Uh, so welcome back. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last time, last time you were on, we uh, we did top five favorite George Clooney films, mm -hmm. which was a lot of fun, uh, especially because you introduced me to Revenge of the Killer Tomatoes. Return. Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, it could be, be it could be like a whole Star Wars thing, you know, like Revenge, like uh, Return of the Jedi, Revenge of the Jedi, you know. Well, I, and it's, all, it's also like Planet of the Apes, where there's like Return to the Planet of the Apes, Revenge yeah. of the Planet yeah. of the Apes. Well, I was saying, like, I think it might have been called Revenge. I don't know. Like how no, but, Star Wars was. Well, yeah, that's a but, whole other podcast. But you did introduce <laughs> me to Return to the Killer Tomatoes. Yes, and that's amazing. And that movie was so much fun. I did yeah. not expect it. It was uh, so great. Especially because Attack of the Killer Tomatoes is such a cheeseball film. But Return is just as cheesy, but more so, like so much purposely cheesy, purposely cheesy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That was the best purposely. way. To I just I mean, that product placement, which I've used in, in a short film, like mm -hmm. uh, breaking, you know, breaking the, the fourth wall, stopping in the middle and being like, well, we don't have enough for production. What do we do? Like, I've used that. Um, <laughs> it, and it works so well in that movie. And then. Yeah. Again, like such a younger Clooney, and God, that was just a fun episode. Yeah, that. the hair, his hair. Oh my in that God, movie. the hair. That's like that's the 80s. a whole other character. <laughs> the 80, <laughs> top five favorite '80s froze. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's it's pretty much what it would be. Uh, how have things been otherwise for you? Keeping busy. I know you've got one big thing in your life right now. I don't want to mention it unless you want to. One bit. Well, I mean, for those viewing, it's like, well, they don't know what's going on down here. Oh. So um, I have a, a little thing growing and growing in my belly um, and it's ready to pop out soon. Like you alien know, style. I really I, I do feel like an alien, like like the stomach and then the alien pops out. <laughs> right. Because this baby is so active. It's a very... Every time we go to the doctor, oh, 
that baby's so active. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Thanks for telling me. <laughs> I feel it. I'm, I'm aware. Yeah. Um, but it's like full on limbs coming out of my stomach and it's the weirdest thing. And um, pregnancy is weird. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't speak from experience, but yeah. um, I do know that I can, I can say this on the podcast. So it's, it's public knowledge and you already know it because I've said it to you directly, but I'm incredibly happy for you and your husband. Yeah. And Thank you. Uh, you and I have known each other. We talked about this a little bit on the last podcast. We've known each other for a long time. Probably like 20 years. Like we're talking like pre Twitch. Yeah. Cause well, you're Twitch the one. was JTV. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where like I was really like 2007, um, really starting everything up. I shouldn't say that I was like very active, uh, everything internet, um, since, you know, it, like, I don't know, 1997. <laughs> <laughs> As a young, as a young tween, being like since the oh, invention of the internet, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, not that far back, but. yeah. But yeah, we've known each other. Yeah, probably. God, yeah, probably going on about twenty years at this yeah. point, which it's is crazy. awesome that we we still talk quite regularly, at least online, and mm -hmm. you know, it's 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 fun. Yeah, and now we both have uh, an obsession. Um, which is, is a new obsession for me. And then when I posted about it, you were like, I, I have to go like almost every week, but crumble. Oh my God. Not a crumble. sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. And, sponsor. and when I decided to try and, and shave off a couple pounds and stop going to crumble as much, what does crumble do? They open a shop closer to my house. <laughs> so they're targeting I you. I can't. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's it is very expensive, but like, my goodness, they're so worth it. Like I was just uh, I'm like, what is this cookie place? This crumble, whatever. And like Dave, my husband loves cookies. Like that's his thing. Like cookies are a, he cannot resist. So I was like, oh, I'm going to surprise him. I'll go to this cookie shop. I didn't know it was a chain. I I live, you know. And I'm like, wow, I'll get these, you know, uh, it was like close to Christmas. So there were like some Christmas themed ones. I think there was like an eggnog one or whatever, but there was a waffle cookie. And I ended up like, I mean, it took me like a week. Like I eat like very, I'm not a sweet tooth person, mm -hmm. but I, I mean, those cookies are amazing. But I think what gets you and their great marketing plan is that they like, change them at weekly and then you yeah. don't know. So then you're like, Oh, and then if you don't get it and you miss it out, then you're like screwed for like six months. Cause then, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, in the time that I've been going, I've seen a couple cookies come back. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I read a lot of the comments for when I see cookies pop up that I've never had and seeing other people be like, Oh, I've been waiting for this to come back. So yeah. I know they've been around before like this week in particular, at the time you're listening to this, unfortunately it'll be passed. So you, you'll yeah. miss it. But um, they have like a Kentucky butter. How cake. is that? Is it good? I haven't tried it yet. I'm okay. going tonight. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm like, everyone's raving about this butter cookie. And supposedly like it, it's been off the menu for like many months. For, for months. Like, yeah. yeah. So I don't know so, if we're talking about like couples, uh, my husband and cookies. There you go. So that's, that's our number six. <laughs> that's. Yeah, there you go. That's your number six on the list. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to go tonight. I usually make it my Saturday thing yeah. is uh, because it prevent if I go on Saturday, this, this is my logic. If I go on Saturday and I find a cookie that I really, really like, I can't go back because they're closed on Sundays. 
Yes. So are they like a religious or like like Chick-fil-A or like No, it's just baking day. Oh, baking day. Yeah, it's for them to prepare for the week. Oh. Um, it's for them because they have to now. I mean, if you go in there on like a Friday or Saturday, you'll usually see them preparing mm-hmm. the doughs and stuff for the next week. But Sunday is baking day for them. Yeah. Um, and apparently, if you look on their website, they do offer gluten-free cookies to anybody who's interested. But I don't know how you can't order them on the app. Like, I don't know how to get them because yeah. my mother's gluten-free. And I keep bragging about these cookies to my mom, and she's like, I can't eat them. Yeah. And then she's the one that found that they make gluten-free. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, well, I'm not laughing at your mom at <laughs> being gluten-free. I'm laughing at the fact that this podcast has now turned into a <laughs> <laughs> It's a cookie podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, this is how the podcasts always start. We have like a little <laughs> chit-chat beforehand, and then yeah. we go into the meat of the podcast. Yeah. But I'm glad you brought up Crumble. So Yeah. Sorry. Because it reminded me that I have to go today. And I will say, uh, to wrap up this conversation, uh, their Boston cream cookie is out of this world. Yeah. I do love Boston cream donuts. Donuts are my thing. Donuts Donuts are are also, they're they're also like 10 times cheaper than (laughs) crumble. Than crumble, yeah. Yeah. Unless you're going to like, so we have like specialty donut shops all around Asheville. Um, like oh, we have them here too. Yeah. yeah. Like really fancy made to order, but the best donuts I've ever had was in St. Augustine and like one of the oldest donut shops. Um, and now I'm like blanking on the name, but it's like right on the main strip in St. Augustine, Florida. And it was delicious. This is going from Say, it's to- Augie's, Augie's donuts, Augie, oh. like Augustine. Sorry. This is going from cookies to desserts now. Um, <sighs> I do no, love donuts. And- well, because there's a place by me about uh, from where I live, it's about a half hour drive minimum to get there, but it's totally yeah. worth it. Uh, called Duck Donuts, not a sponsor. Yeah. And they people have, go crazy. They just they have in a Scranton area, Scranton, Pennsylvania. They have a maple bacon donut that is just. I'll get a dozen of those. I don't yeah. need any of the other donuts. Maple yeah. bacon. I'm good. It does. I mean, we're talking about sweets. Valentine's Day. Right? Yeah. It works. It works. It works. Yeah. Yeah. It works. As long as we're not going into like candies. Yeah. Instead well. of, so men, you're looking for our couple, any, any significant other, sorry, any significant other. If you're looking for a sweet treat, don't do the box of chocolates. Do a box of crumble cookies. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Now Show they need to be a sponsor. That you love. Yeah. <laughs> now they need to be a sponsor because yeah. now we're sending people their way. Yeah. Actually, I think Crumble is doing like it's a weird week for them because they're doing they're obviously they're doing the Valentine's Day stuff mm-hmm. they're promoting for Valentine's Day next week. And I'm sure next week's cookies are gonna be like red velvet and like all these like decadent chocolate type cookies yeah. for Valentine's Day week. But they're also doing Eagles and Kansas City cookies. In certain locations too, yeah, um, because of the Super Bowl, yeah, this week, that's true, yeah. So they're like specialty ones because, like, every once in a while they'll do like mystery cookie, yeah, and every do, yeah. location is different. So right now it's they're doing. I think you can get the Eagles cookie in Philadelphia because who's going to buy the Kansas City? It's a, I mean, it's a great business plan. Like, it's a really great mm-hmm. like people love that. Oh, if I don't get this now, it's like McDonald's Shamrock Shake or their. Boo boxes that they came back out with the I went nostalgic. Yeah. To get one oh, of those God, like yeah. pumpkin plastic things. 
And I, I had it get- for like a minute. I was like, I don't, I don't need this. I just wanted to get it. And then my neighbors have a two year old and like, I gave it to them for. <laughs> and that's how I would be. It's like, Oh, yeah. this would be great to get, but what am I going to do with it? Like, you know, Yeah. but yeah, I mean, every Monday is cookie Monday for me. It, I jump on the app every Monday morning to see what flavors are available for the, yeah. for the week. <clears throat> anyway, anyway, <laughs> now that we got that out of the way, yeah, and I really want a cookie, but <laughs> no, now I really can't wait to go to to crumble later. Yeah, uh, and I'll let you know how that Kentucky butter cake butter cookie is. I'm gonna, gonna I, I'm gonna go tonight. Oh, there you go. go, there you go. Okay, I don't know if I'll uh, get all four, but it's kind of, it's like one cookie is so expensive, and then like you're like, oh, I might as well get four. But like sometimes uh, yeah, right? I don't like the because right now they have a lot of things that I'm allergic to is uh like because I I can't have peanuts I'm allergic so to you can't peanuts. eat any any peanut butter cookies so like yeah. their sugar cookie is made with like an almond frosting they have the peanut butter banana which looks delicious looks I will delicious t- oh. I will tell you if I had any one complaint about crumble cookies it's that they're very heavy handed on the frosting yeah that's, well I pick really the frosting off. I'm not a frosting person. So like I said, I'm not a sweet, like, like I get pop tarts. I get the defrosted ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I try to lean more towards the cookies that aren't frosted now because yeah. the frosting is very heavy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> still said, talking I know. As we said, we were getting off of this. <laughs> okay. Let's dive right. into this week's topic. Instead of talking about sweet, <laughs> let's talk about sweethearts. There you go. Nice, t- nice <laughs> transition. Uh, as always, if you've ever listened to this podcast before or you're new to it, there's always the possibility of spoilers. Uh, I put that as a blanket warning for every episode, even if there's not going to be any. And of course, just so you know, Lindsay and I have not revealed our top five to each other as to not influence each other on our top fives. So I'll be hearing hers for the first time. She'll be hearing mine for the first time. That said, let's dive into the top five, starting with number five. We'll kick it off with you, Lindsay. Who do you have for your top five, number five favorite couple? Favorite couple. Now, it's now I hope I got the assignment right. It's couples who have starred in films together, right? No, no. These are character couples. Char- yeah, that's what I mean. They've starred in films together. Yes. But they, yes. they might not be together in real life. It's yes, not like, yes. It's not like, oh, famous Hollywood celebrity couple. No, 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 no. Okay. You got, you, got it. You, okay. You got However, the assignment right. However, my number five. My number five is a Hollywood couple. They are my favorite Hollywood couple. Um, their movies that they've been in together are not great. <laughs> By any means, um, they're kind of just like, you know. Uh, oh, I think. <laughs> are, are we talking about is one of them J-Lo? No. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Because I know the movies like, that no. Ben and J-Lo have yeah. been in are not great. Yeah. No. Um, no. Um, uh, that, that's a whole other my, <laughs> That's a whole other thing, me talking about. I think she's extremely talented. But, like, I just uh, – my husband loves that Marry Me movie. He is He's a sucker for those kind of films, which is, like, hilarious. <laughs> it's just okay. like, who is this Dave guy? Like, what? He loves like Rob, but he loved Marry Me. And the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, this is awful. What is that? I didn't watch it. I didn't watch Um, it. Okay. So my number five, Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard. 
because together. Well, like, wait a minute. They, what characters were they a couple in a movie? Hit and Run and Chips. They weren't characters in the movie, but they starred in the movie together. Well, no, no, that's not the assignment. Okay. No, the assignment is actual <laughs> couples. Like, I'll give you an example of one of my. Okay, well, then I all my other ones are good. All my other ones are good. Okay. Okay. Um, I was going to say, I'll like, just pull like... in, I'll pull in uh, an honorable mention that I have, then I guess for my five. Okay. But I mean, my love for Kristen Bell. Oh, is, no. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Like, yeah. I've had the biggest crush on Kristen Bell for as long as I can remember. And then I remember being disappointed that she started dating Dax and then marrying Dax. And then I started seeing the two of them together. And I'm like, I can't, I can't just, complain yeah. about this. Yeah. They're well, they're great together. Yeah, I I they remind me of my husband and I. Like that, I get that that relationship and like yeah. just the silliness and like the whole thing about the armchair and like the middle like I've been there not with well, an armchair but with like stupid stuff where I'm just like well ah. I mean but that's that's where the name of his podcast came from yeah yeah as well yeah. armchair expert yeah um so um oh. God, honorable mentions. Okay, so <laughs> another couple that are actually together in real life that played a couple on screen, movie kind of really bombed, but it is a superhero. So Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds with Green Lantern. Okay. So so the couple you're referring to is them in the movie. Them in the movie. Okay. Right? I don't know. All right. That's an honor because I also love them in real life. I do the too. The rest I, of my so my four to one are like how like they're good, they're solid. It was just very okay. hard. It was hard for me. Um because I'm I'm hoping like now that we're going forward, like I'm hoping that you did kind of get it. Cause like I'm saying No, like, I did, I, I did, I really did. Okay. All right. I really did. <laughs> because I, like I, like I'll just say like one of my honorable mentions is Neo and Trinity. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you get okay. Yeah, I got it. Got yeah. it. <laughs> but like I don't have yeah, I got it. Okay. All right. I didn't mess this up. I just messed that first one up. <laughs> I didn't say you did. Well, I mean, you could have very easily, like, if you knew the character names of two people, but they would have had to have been their characters would have had to have been in a couple too in order for them to qualify. Yeah. For number five. I'm yeah. talking about like Dax and Kristen. I think they were a couple in Hit and Run. I haven't seen it in a very long time. Yeah, it's been a while since um, I've seen that one too. Actually, I think they were a couple in Chips because he did do that Chips remake. Yeah, so I, I was, I'm good, I'm good. So you're good. I understood the assignment. (laughs) I gotta, I'm, I'm gonna, but I'm pretty sure their characters were a couple in that movie because I just haven't. He was one of the ones. Dax, Dax directed it. Yeah. Uh, in a very long time, and uh, I just wanted to put them on there because I love them. That's all. Oh, no, I again totally get it. Yeah, oh, maybe they weren't a couple, I don't know if they were or not. I know what I I remember them hating each other though in a movie that could very easily still be a couple. Yeah, it could very easily still be a couple in that Mm. sense. Yeah, (laughs) Mm. okay, go ahead. I get it. Bombed uh, my first one. Okay. No, it's fine. It's <laughs> totally fine. But I'll give you my number five. Um, my number five is a movie that I still absolutely love to this day, and I love this couple. And I've been lucky enough to talk to one of them. Um, unfortunately, I'll never get the opportunity to talk to the other because he has since passed. But 
my number five is William and Jocelyn from A Knight's Tale. Oh. So they are just two people that like just, I can't really explain it. Like I, I had the opportunity to interview Shannon Sossaman who played Jocelyn. This was years and years ago. She was on a show called Wayward Pines mm -hmm. for Fox, which was an M. Night Shyamalan film. And she was incredibly sweet. And obviously this was already after past after past since Heath Ledger had passed away. Yeah. And I don't know if I would have ever had the chance to interview him or talk to him because his career would have just been huge had he survived. At least that's what I assume would have been the case. But yeah, William and Jocelyn to me were just a fun couple to watch. And I don't know if it's more the couple aspect or the movie that made their coupleship fun, their coupling fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. I so. haven't seen that movie. I just remember like the night scene. Not like night as in day and night, but like the oh, I know. courtyard no. and that. I mean, like I just it's, haven't. It's yeah. called a night's tale. Like, yeah. yeah. You talk about like the jousting and. Yeah, the jousting scene. That's what I remember. All that fun stuff. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of them. Oh. <laughs> Maybe that's why I remember it because <laughs> there's a couple of them. Um, <laughs> they, they stand out very easily. Yeah. So, but yeah, my number five, William and Jocelyn from A Knight's Tale. Yeah. So, number four. Uh, number four. I'm getting it up because I'm getting a picture up as I'm like hunched over over here. Um, so, I didn't put down character names and, and that's the hard part, but I put down the actors' names and then the films and the years that the, the films came out. But number four is... Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara from Best in Show and A Mighty Wind, also in Schitt's Creek together. Yes. But they are phenomenal actors. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm like, a, like, I really like dry humor and mockumentary like, things. And like, so Best in Show and A Mighty Wind. And they played couple like, so there. Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy are so great together. Like, they just have this natural chemistry together that you would swear they were a couple. They were, in, yeah, yeah. In real life, yeah. Uh, and it still cracks me up that everybody got into. It doesn't crack me up that everybody got into Shit's Creek because it's an amazing mm -hmm. show, but it cracks me up all the younger generation that after watching Shit's Creek didn't realize that she was the mom from Home Alone. Yeah. Like I was like, but where have you people been? But a lot of a lot of those people haven't seen Home Alone like how we did. Like we grew up True. with it. Like you know, like. Like, I mean, I go. I mean, I go back with Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy to SCTV. I yeah. mean, which they were hysterical then, and they're still hysterical mm -hmm. now. Well, but, I'm I'm a like I love uh, Canadian television and I love British television. Like I really, mm -hmm. we have you know one of our streaming platforms that we have at the house is the Acorn Network. Okay, you know? and people. I thought like, you were going to say BritBox, but okay, uh, no, no. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, like, I mean, I, I, I rarely like British television as well. Like I could go down a, a, a whole rabbit hole. That's a whole other conversation. But like, I love uh, like comedy troops too. So you're talking yeah. about the Canadian, like uh, their, like uh, Canadian comedy troupe. You have Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara and they were all in this like comedy troupe thing and they did a lot of stuff together and like the British 
like you have a lot of people know like Mighty Panthan or like the Mighty or the Boosh. Um, and um, there's another one. And I don't even think they have a name, but they've done like, like I love Yonderland, the television show. <laughs> I know you're a fan of that show. I've never seen it. I so. love it so much. But then they do horrible histories and I'm a history buff and history nerd person. And Horrible Histories is fantastic. And then they did the show Ghost, which now is the American version, which mm-hmm. is pretty good. But the Brit, oh, so good. So good. So, <laughs> sorry, that's Hollywood couples. Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara. Sorry. <laughs> really good. I love Best in Show. I think it's hilarious. Um, Mighty well, I was going to ask. I was going to ask you, between Mighty Wind and Best in Show, which one are you a bigger fan of? Oh, um. I'm I'm a bigger fan of Best in Show. I think that movie is hysterical. Well, because I like I like dog. Like I think that's the at like bringing that in like the aspect. However, a mighty wind with knowing um, the music scene of like folk music and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like my aunt Janice is a very big like she helped raise me pretty much, and she's a musician and folky whatever and all of her friends that i've met are very similar to to that movie um so yeah okay fair enough so it's a hard Uh, pick but i know we might i might have to do an episode of this podcast on like favorite british comedies yeah like like comedy tv series and then bring you back for that so we could talk a little bit more about that what yonderland and ghost and well just any right. British television. Cause yeah. I know like I'm a big fan of like, I don't know if you remember the thin blue line with Rowan Atkinson. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they're bringing back faulty towers with John yeah. Cleese. So like, yeah, I'm, and I like Rowan. Ak- I, I watched that B thing. It was like a great binge. <laughs> yeah. And it's the quick B- too. Yeah. It's quick. Yeah, it, I think each really episode quick. is like 10 minutes, but he's, he's I love great. Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. I'd love to have him on the podcast. Yeah. One day. I might have to try. Uh, all right. So, so what's, my- yeah. My yeah. number four is a relatively newer movie couple, uh, as in 2022, and they come from one of my favorite movies of the year, if not actually my favorite movie of the year. My uh, my number four is Evelyn and Waymond from Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Ah, uh, okay. They are that movie. That itself. movie was I, really not what I, I like. I didn't know what I expected, but that was so. That was yeah. I don't think anybody was able to predict what that movie was going to be. Yeah. Because it was so many things all rolled into one. It was everything everywhere. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and it's it's up for the Oscar. It's it's nominated for 11 different Oscars right now, mm-hmm. including both Michelle Yeoh and uh, Ki Hoo Kwan, who yeah. are Evelyn and Waymond. And And it's really nice to see a different film, a very art like a lot of Oscar like are like the your typical Oscar movie, you yeah. know, and like that it's just really nice to see a change up, you know. Oh yeah, completely, yeah. completely agree. Yeah. But that those two as a couple, uh, it's just it's such a powerful metaphor for what a couple, for what some people see a couple is, and but what a couple could actually become, mm-hmm. like finding the strength in two people or two people finding the strength in each other in their own ways. It's just I, not to mention the fact that I am I I am such a big Kihu Kwan fan now that like if if he wins the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor, I will legitimately cry. Yeah, out of like happy tears because I'm just 
Michelle Yeoh is a treasure in herself, but I want I want Kihu Kwan to win that Oscar. Mm-hmm. I want him to win it so bad. And I think he will. But yeah, Evelyn and Wayman from Everything Everywhere All at Once is just I don't know why they're not hired on my list. But I look at the other couples I have on my list and I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's really hard to rank. It was really hard. These last, my last three were really hard to rank. My number one was my number one. Oh, when you, yeah, I'm just immediately when I saw, you know, about your podcast and you're like, this is the theme or whatever. I'm like, I I automatically know who I'm going to say because it's part of my lifestyle. Um, (laughs) Oh, I already know where we're going with this, but okay. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. It's my number one. Ooh. That's usually how it tends to be when I put these top fives together. Like my number one is usually very dominant. Mm-hmm. And then it's all the other ones. It's like two through five that are tend to, they could be swapped out in any different direction. Yeah. Uh, but I also tried to stay away from like the really, really mainstream predictable. Ones. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, Princess Leia and Han Solo is yeah. one, like, you know. I was like, I, do I put that on my list? Because that was like. It's an honorable <sighs> mention on mine yeah. because you can't not mention them. Mm-hmm. Um, although I will say my number one is a pretty mainstream couple. Mm-hmm. So, but I couldn't not put them on the list. Yeah. That's basically mm-hmm. how it is. Um, all right. Let's move on. Number three. So. <laughs> <laughs> speed like it's not like oh she didn't understand the assignment or something like that (laughs) but like I was like oh I really have to like change it up because a lot of people are like you know anticipating like like we had you know talked about like J-Lo and Ben Affleck or whatever things like that um but I wanted to have a little fun with it and because I have an obsession with this with this person and well both of them but celebrity <laughs> Sorry, okay. I'm just like laughing no, um, no, because good. they're technically it is a couple but not in a couple sense that you think of it's a bromance okay all, all right. right I'll count it I'll count, You'll it. count it okay yeah. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost all right I think that counts come I, on I, I'll count it but 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 again Movie couples, you have to be specific. So as in, like, what movie are John you John of the Dead. To? We'll just go okay. with that one. Yeah. Okay. We'll go with the number one of them okay. together. And then maybe, like, because I did like Hot Fuzz, but, like. Well, I mean, and yeah. that's just it. Like, I mean, between, if you look at all three of those movies, you know, in that Cornetto trilogy, which I absolutely yeah. adore, everyone, all three of those movies. I love all three of those movies. Like, I love Shaun of the Dead. Because it was the first and it was the original. And it's mm-hmm. zombie, which I'm a big fan of that genre. And Nick Frost and Simon Pegg are so good in that movie. But the more I watch Hot Fuzz, the more and more I love that movie. And you just laugh more. Like, you are you know something's coming and then you see it and then it's just, I, I don't know. Now, I, I, don't, went, I shouldn't say, oh, you laugh more at Hot, like Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Um, no. Like, in the sense of they're both equally funny. But like... Hot, like it's more of that um, uh, slapstick kind of comedy, I guess. I I went to um, an advanced screening of The World's End. This was about two weeks mm-hmm. before it came out, and the screening 
I still remember it because it's one of my I've been to a lot of screenings and this is one of my favorites. They showed Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz before World's End. Yeah. And Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost were there. So they were watching the movies with us. Yeah. And it was such a great experience to one watch the World's End, a screening of the World's End with the three of them but also watch Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz in a theater full of people who are massive fans of those films. Yeah. And then getting to hear the Q&A behind all three of those films with the three people, with the two stars and the writer-director of all of them. But, I mean, going focusing more back on Nick Frost and Simon Pegg as characters, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so you you said Shaun of the Dead, so it would be Simon and Ed. Yeah. Um, or no, not Simon and Ed. Um, what the hell is Simon Pegg's character's name in Sean? Jesus Sean. Christ, it's in yeah. the title. <laughs> I'm like, where is he going with it? <laughs> like, my brain was like, yeah. So um, more yeah. specifically than Sean and Ed are yeah. the because the I believe that that's yeah. where my love of Simon Pegg began. Um, Mine too. And I just think he is such a talented. I mean, even like. I know uh, that um, Inheritance okay. movie, right? I watched it strictly because I'm like, oh my God, Simon Pegg is in this. Hands down, I have to watch it. And then I'm just like, is this a Lifetime movie? Like, what is going on? Like, it was just very, it had a good script and good storyline and all this stuff. Um, and it just, there were parts of it that weren't, um, like, uh, Emma, it's not Emily Collins. It's maybe it is Emily Collins. I don't know. The actress <laughs> that's in it. Um, she was supposed to be like a district attorney of New York and she looks like she's in her early twenties and I couldn't get past that. <laughs> uh. You know, like, I'm just like, um, she's just very young looking to be a district attorney of Manhattan. So, Mm -hmm. um, but he just, he just, you know, you know, Star Trek, like he just dominates his roles. Scotty Scotty in Star Trek is fantastic. He's, he, he plays, um, uh, Benji Dunn in the Mission Impossible movies. Mm -hmm. So ever since he got added to the Mission Impossible movies, but even a lot of his, more independent type film like Hector and the search for happiness. I, I love that yeah, movie. I so remember being I. like, you have to watch this film. I love it so much. Like, I just love, I bet I love Simon Pegg. I just, um, so Hector, he Hector had to be for happiness. Yeah. Uh, run fat boy run. I love run. <laughs> this yeah. is such a good movie. And he was, yeah. I don't know if um, many people know this, but he was actually in Robin Williams's last film. Oh uh, yes, called- yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. Sorry, uh, he was the star of it, actually. It's yeah. called Absolutely Anything. Yeah. Where Robin Williams was the voice of a dog. Yeah. And that was Robin's last film before he passed. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Simon is great. And Nick is just as great. I mean, he hasn't had as much of a mainstream career as Simon has. No, but I like Truth Seekers. So again, maybe I think Simon Pegg has more of a career in the United States aspect. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like... But uh, that's a show. Uh, uh, pretty good. You but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've 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 seen a couple. But they're episodes. both in that. Um, but yeah, so they had to be on my list of co- uh, a couple. So Sean and Ed. Yeah. 
We'll do Sean okay. and Ed. Sorry, I okay. did all actors. No, it's totally fine. We'll so, think, but we'll I could I could switch it. I could pick I could pick I could do their characters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it should be characters, but again, we'll go. Yeah, but what you, if Yeah. What if what? They're they're <laughs> like they these guys are in multiple films together and they're all great films, so it's really hard yeah, to but, narrow down. <laughs> but that's not the assignment. I I failed. Is, <laughs> I failed. I put That's a little fine. Lindsay. I did a Lindsay twist on it. I'm sorry. We adapt. <laughs> we adapt as we go. It's totally fine. Uh, my number three. Uh, it's funny that you went with a bromance for uh, for your number three because I actually went with a same sex couple for my number three. My number three. Speaking of Robin Williams, I had uh, to put this couple on my list. Because they crack me up, are. yeah. Seeing seeing them as a couple, um, but it is, um, oh crap, um, Albert and Armand from the Birdcage, yeah. Robin Williams and Nathan Lane, God, they are just they're so damn funny together, mm-hmm. and it's it's so weird that as over the top of a comedian that Robin can be. He is outshined in the over the top aspect by Nathan Lane. Yeah. In this movie. But that's just the brilliance of Nathan Lane as well. Like Robin is more the straight man out of the two of them and not straight as in like the sexual sense. But it's got just the two of them together. I adore this movie. Yeah. I think I'm going to watch it tonight. And that's because I'm like, oh, like I loved it. It's just, yeah. It's I'm doing later this year. There is a top five Robin Williams uh, movies episode coming. Yeah. Uh, closer towards like the anniversary of his of his birth and his death. But because they're within a month and a half of each other. Uh, and I've been putting it off and putting it off because it is arguably going to be one of the hardest episodes for me to do because he was such a hero of mine. And also mm-hmm. because it's that difficult. I can't name a number one off the top of my head. I got to really a, put some a thought phenomenal, into that He was a phenomenal actor of uh, in his craft. And not only that, like just talented all the way around. Yeah. Like, but I can, but I can tell you the birdcage will be in my top five somewhere yeah. because it is just, it's so well done. I mean, you look at the cast of Gene Hackman, Diane Weist, Hank Azaria, um, Christine Baranski. Like there is just, Callista Flockhart is the daughter. I forgot <laughs> about that too. Um, it's but yeah. just our Albert and Armand are just such an amazing couple that I there was no way I couldn't have them in my yeah. top five. So there we go. My number three, Albert and Armand from the Birdcage. I'm put, I'm gonna watch that tonight. It's uh, like I said, maybe like a month ago. I was just like, oh, because it was like on the feed scrolling somewhere like where it's just mm-hmm. like what to watch suggestion i was just like oh i haven't seen the birdcage in a really long time um and like i'm sure you run into this problem all the time where you're like sit down and you're like what am i gonna watch i'm not in that and you're like i'm not in that right now because i'm in oscar mode yeah so i'm trying to get through a lot of the oscar nominated movies because we're going to do an oscar predictions episode before the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to get through as many of them as possible because I can't make predictions without seeing yeah. the movie. I can. They're just not going to be accurate. Um, but yes, oftentimes I do that. Like I, And what sucks about that is I'll sit down and be like, I don't know what to watch. Like, I want to watch something. I, I don't know what to watch. 
And then I'll just end up watching something I've seen like 10,000 times, Mm -hmm. like another episode of Parks and Rec or The Office, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just I never get to revisit. But it's like a routine. You have to you want to have something going like, I don't know. We have a routine where we eat in front of the TV. I know it's not the greatest whatever. I do it. I do it, too. But like that's our like. So dinner's ready and we're like, what are we going to watch? And it's like we have we want to decide before the food gets cold. (laughs) Yeah, I (laughs) do that, too. And um, a lot of times, you know, we'll watch our shows, our programs, as I call them. (laughs) And um, my husband makes fun of me. um, But that's you sure you're not in your 70s. I know. I watch my programs. Yeah. And I call it the clicker. And like every, I was like, oh, will you hand me the clicker? And he's like, what is (laughs) that? Might be, that might be more Scranton in you. I I don't know. I don't know. That's that upper. So for y'all listening and viewing this podcast, (laughs) I am born and raised uh, in Scranton, Pennsylvania. I now live in Asheville, North Carolina. Um, But this weird, strange accent you sometimes hear is Scrantonian. So, yeah. Yeah. I've, I know I've driven up to Scranton to meet, to meet with you, but like back in the day, so like we had coffee up in Scranton. It's a great place. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just life moves a little slower in Scranton. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes, it does. Nice quote, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Number two. Number two, I will go with a movie, even though I have them as the actors again. (laughs) All right. But okay. Joe versus the volcano, Tom Hanks oh, and Meg Ryan. That's a good I one. Love Joe versus the volcano. It is like one which of, version of Meg Ryan? The final version. The final version. Okay, but I do. I mean, so so that's that's the thing. Like so, but I put Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan as the number two because of Sleepless in Seattle and You Got Mail. And although those films are great, I'm not like. Like, I don't, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, a, a certain rom-coms, there's got to be, like, a, a human, uh, hum, a very humorous aspect because my number one, very rom-com-y. Um, mm-hmm. But um, Joe versus the Volcano, I just, it's just ridiculous and Tom Hanks <laughs> and think- the orange soda. Like, it's just, like, who... Abe Abe Vagoda as an island native <laughs> yes. chief. Yeah. Um, like, I think that's Patricia, right? I think there's yeah, because I think the Oh, one the character he, names. The character name, because I yeah. think the first version of Meg Ryan is Dee um, Dee. The second the, one is definitely Angelica. I remember that one. And then Angelica's sister, I think, is Patricia, the one that he ends up with at the end. Dee Dee. Well, Didi was the first one. Yes. Didi was the one he worked with in the office. Um, Angelica and Patricia were the sisters. Um, so. There is. Um, so uh, also IMD, IMDB changed their format on their website and it drives me a little insane right now. Until I get used to it. <laughs> but yeah, that's. Because that's it keeps really bringing good. up like IMDB Pro and I'm, I do have it, but I'm just not log- logged in. Um, but you could like edit it's a yeah. whole other thing. But yes. That's a really that's a really good choice though of Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks from Joe vs. the Volcano. Mm-hmm. That I like you, I love that movie. It's that one and the money pit 
is another. Oh, I could go. I love, I love the money pit. I love the laughing where he's just the like the maniacally the like laughing, floor. like, oh. <laughs> like I'll, he I'll is tell this- you. I'll tell you, that's another episode that's going to be really hard to do because I don't have a number oh, one Tom Hanks. Yeah. Not off the top of my head. Yeah. No, I take that back. I think I do. He's another person. Like, later. he's another, like, if you met him, I'm sure he would be like, I, I love how he jokes, like, uh, with his obsession with typewriters and someone sent him this, like, Corona, whatever typewriter to get on his podcast. Yeah, Did it was, you see oh, that it was letter? Um, like it was Chris Hardwick. Was it? No, I yeah, thought yeah. it was like some like it wasn't like a mainstream. Like oh, it I wasn't like a, a a celebrity person. It was just like a kid oh, or something no. like that. And like no, Chris Hardwick and Tom talked about that on his podcast. Never yeah. mind, you're right. Yeah. yeah, and like the way that he wrote back, like oh, this you know, sending me a typewriter. You think that. You know, you're going to get your way. Oh, wow. The keys are so nice. This is beautiful. All right. Fine. I'll have your people call my people. He's, he's again, he's one of those people that you would just qualify as one of the nicest people in Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, I know there are people that have issues with him. Um, And I know we're kind of getting off the topic, but like two of the nicest people in Hollywood are two people that don't get along with each other. And that is Tom Hanks and Henry Winkler. Hmm. They are two of the nicest people in the in the industry. They do not like each other. Well, I did not know that they did not like each other. I don't know if Tom Hanks has an issue with Henry Winkler, but Henry Winkler has issues with Tom Hanks. Yeah. And it goes back, I think, to Happy Days. No, no. It goes back to Dragnet. No, no. Sorry. Wrong again. Turner and Hooch. That, that's the correct. I like Turner. I love that movie. Um. Henry Winkler was originally supposed to be the director of Turner and Hooch Mm -hmm. and Tom Hanks did not like the way he was directing that film. And Tom Hanks put his influence on and got Henry Winkler removed from the project. Okay. So I can see why he, they have a little feud. Yeah. So Henry does not exactly have the best things to say about Tom Hanks. Yeah. So anyway, off the, off the topic. Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks. Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks. Joe and Patricia from Joe, Joe versus, versus the Volcano. Volcano. That's just oh God. That's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what I'll rewatch dum, tonight. Dum, 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 Wherever we go, dum, dum, dum. whatever we do, <laughs> we're bringing this luggage with us. Yes, it's <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's. Just, I mean, it's just an all-around. It's just a ridiculous film, but the humor. <sighs> I don't know. It's like they were making it up as they went along and just had fun with it. It was so great. So my number two uh, is is a couple from my all-time favorite movie trilogy. Many people who are listening will already know what that trilogy is. If you know me, you know. Uh, But people are going to assume I'm talking about Marty and Jennifer. And I'm not. I'm not even talking about George and Lorraine McFly. My favorite couple for number two, Doc Brown and Clara Clayton from Back to the Future 3. Yeah. I just rewatched that. I love it. Um, That movie is so underrated. Mm -hmm. Like, I honestly think that is my second favorite of the trilogy. Yeah. I think I like that better than two. 
Um, and the Doc Brown Clara aspect really is what adds to it. Like, I love the fact that this is a man who has been a nothing about nothing more than science his entire life mm-hmm. makes this huge invention in time travel that nobody knows about but Marty. And because everybody thinks he's a crackpot, but then it only takes one person to just crack that exterior and get inside. And that's Clara. Yeah. And just the fact that they, their life in the end ends up with the two of them traveling through time together because she was supposed to be written out of history anyway. Yeah. So now like they can just travel through time. They don't have to exist in any one point. They, he invents the the locomotive, and they have children, and they're just. I love that, and, and that, yeah, that he's like, meet my boys, Jules and, <laughs> and Vern. Vern. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will say one thing that does bother me about that film, right? Okay. So, at the end, right? So mm-hmm. when the train, uh, time traveling machine comes back, right? Marty and Jennifer like leave, right? Mm-hmm. And then um they go drive around. So they're gone for some time like after Marty has like come back to the present. Um so let's say a few hours has passed by. How well yeah, does because Doc after Brown know that they went back to He's that a area. Time traveler. But how did he know that they were in that, like, they they just happen to go back at the same time that the train comes? Yeah, he's a time traveler. He can know that's where they're supposed to be. It just doesn't make sense to me. That's the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, it's a whole time traveling thing. There's, like, a whole, you know, uh, plot like holes with time travel any time travel movie you could find these things but i'm just like they're gone for set they have this like you know uh they almost drag race not drag race you know what i mean um, well yeah once marty comes back the delorean's destroyed he goes to yes. get jennifer so you assume several hours have passed by yeah so, like but then they go back to like the scene of the you're you're putting way too much thought into this. It's it's a movie for starters. Yes, I know. <laughs> and, and second, again, like I said, Doc Brown is a time traveler. Yeah, he can he can very easily to put some logic behind this. Go into the future past that point, so he already knows where Marty is headed back to mm-hmm. because he set the time circuits. So if you want to kind of put logic into like why, how did he know a couple hours later to go to that point? Like it's again, he could very easily have traveled into the future or slightly meaning like a couple hours into the future to see where Marty was going to be and then went to that point because he knew he would be there. This okay. is going right. okay. Yeah. It, anyway. <laughs> anyway. My number two, Dark Doc Brown, Clara Clayton. Yeah. Back to the Future Part Three, which leads us into our number ones for favorite movie couples. Uh, I think I already know. I just knowing you, I think I know the actress that's in your couple. But I'm very curious if I'm if I'm right or if I'm wrong. Hmm. What have you got, number one? Well, 
since I can't go with the actors, I have to go with their <laughs> characters. I'm going to go with Lucy and Henry from 50 First Dates. I Even knew though it's it was really, really work. hard because I, I love The Wedding Singer and I love Blended and I love everything that Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore do together. I love The Sandman. I just... I, I don't, I, I mean, maybe because I'm a 90s person, but I also have had an obsession with Drew Barrymore yep. from a very, very young age. I knew like, it was going to be Drew Barrymore. It's just very, and I mean, you know, America's sweetheart. She's been in so many films with other, like I could have picked any number of things, but yeah. like I was, I was like, okay, they've, and I'm, you know, they joke about doing another movie together because they've, you know, they place these movies apart. So you have The Wedding Singer, 51st Dates, and then Blended. And now, you know, they're talking about like some other film. And I'm like, what is it? Um, <laughs> but um, I, I just, uh, we recently rewatched The Wedding Singer. Um, and it's just so, I, I could rewatch 51st Dates. It's like I get the, uh, the, the forgetfulness. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just a sucker for it. It's not like, oh, it's the world's greatest movie of all time. It's very predictable. It's ridiculous. The um, cast of characters in that movie yeah. from from Sean Astin to oh, Rob gosh. Schneider, like yeah. they're they're so great. And I'm I'm right there with you. Like yeah. I had a feeling you were gonna pick Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler, but I didn't know what I because I know how much you love Drew Barrymore. So I had a feeling your number one was going to be something associated with Drew Barrymore. And then when I thought about it, I'm like, well, it's got to be a Drew and Adam couple. Yeah. Which one is she going to choose? And I went, it's going to be 50 first dates or the wedding singer. Like it's got to yeah. be one of the two of them. Well, 50 for like, I mean, I love the wedding. I love the soundtrack of the, both soundtracks so great. of the wedding yeah. singer. Um, I'm an, I'm an eighties kid. Like I was born early eighties, not giving yeah. away my eight, my whole age, but, um, <laughs> Uh, I'm up there, uh, <laughs> closer to the seventies. Um, I'm, but, I'm 79, so I'm yeah, there with you. Yeah. Yep. Um, but just that time period, like, so the wedding singer is great, but 51st dates because of my love of Hawaii, because of yeah. my love for just the that energy. There's a Volkswagen thing in that movie, which is my number one car. Um, which I first saw that car, uh, in a, in a movie that almost made my honorable mentions, but Reese Witherspoon and Paul Rudd from overnight delivery, which is a gem. Of, I've never of seen little, that yeah, movie. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And I love um, Paul Rudd. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's Paul Rudd dancing, um, a lot. Uh, that's the classification of like dancing angrily and like uh, it's I'm just sold a great on that film. Alone. Yeah, um, but there's a Volkswagen thing in that movie. It's purple. Um, but I was like, "What is this car? I love this car." And then you know, I spot it places here and there. It's a very rare car, um, but there is one in Fifty First Dates. And I'm like, "Of course, they put my favorite car in my favorite setting with my favorite person." <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, just the like you know um and that's a thing that's like the ending um to like back to the future like i question like how did he know or whatever and i'm like she's on this boat in the middle of a lot like she wakes up like i'd be like what the hell is going on <laughs> what um but they just 
the chemistry on screen and off screen, you know, it's there, you know, that the set was extremely fun. Um, yeah. It's just a bunch of friends making a movie. Um, I would have loved to see like all the bloopers and everything from that. Um, and it's just, uh, I don't know. It's sweet. It's sweet. Well, I mean, one of the things that really I find really endearing is that, like, in addition to Drew Barrymore, Jennifer Aniston's another one who has come out and said multiple times oh, that yeah. she just adores working with Adam. Yeah. Um, and she couldn't, I mean, like, to the point where I heard her on a podcast, I think it was on Smartless, and, like, she was saying, I... I, I, I'm hoping to work with Adam again because he's so much fun to work with mm -hmm. and he picks the greatest locations to film. Um, it's usually then, Hawaii. He usually films in Hawaii. And then lo and behold, yeah. we have a trailer popped up not too long ago yeah. that I think it's like mystery night or mystery date or something. Murder mystery. Um, murder I'm, mystery I'm like too. holding myself back right now. No, murder mystery too. Because you have out. to do like okay, let's skip. Go to your number one. Okay. <laughs> Why are we doing one. this? Just go to your number one because I can't fast forward this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so my number one. I'm just thankful for your number one. You didn't go fever pitch. <laughs> <sighs> fast forward. <sighs> Um, well, I like Jimmy Fallon. He seems like a very nice guy, but I don't <laughs> love Jimmy Fallon. But I do, like, I don't, it's I, it's hard to explain. If I, I, I mean, I, I think he's a great person. Maybe I'd like to meet him in real life. Um, but it's not that draw, that, like, Adam Sandler draw or the, you know. Um, Jimmy's Jimmy's better at hosting and yeah. sketch yeah not not full-fledged actor mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah but i get it but i mean i could have done drew barrymore and justin long because i have a love of justin long oh yeah I that's just, another good one too. yeah i i think justin long um can it's like horror comedy i, I love him in new girl <laughs> Nerd in nerd, Galaxy Quest. Nerdy. I'm a sucker for nerdy, goofy boys. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love Justin Long. Um, so, yeah, you're number one. Go. Okay. <laughs> My number one, again, I went with someone. I tried to go kind of more obscure for all of mine, hence Doc Brown and mm -hmm. Albert and Armand. But my number one, I couldn't avoid this one. They're so mainstream. I couldn't avoid it. My number one is Wesley and Buttercup from The Princess Bride. I mean, they are the quintessential movie couple. Like they are this movie, yeah. The Princess yeah. Bride, is basically about their yeah. it's them. It's their they, relationship. I don't like that they're like, oh, that might be remade or something like that. Like, what are you doing? Like I'm I'm all for Who like said reviving they're remaking things. the Princess Bride. <sighs> Just do a quick Google search. People are like that it's in the works or these rumors or whatever, but they can't. Like no. if there was ever a perfect movie, it's the princess. Bride. It's the princess bride. Yeah. Like I, mean, I the, yeah. From the cast to the story itself, mm -hmm. um, the stories behind the scenes, yeah. like it is, you're right. It is a perfect movie. Mm -hmm. Um, 
it's I I had the distinct pleasure of moderating a panel with Carrie Elwes last year. Uh, so I got. He also be, seems like a very nice, fun guy. He is no lie. Yeah. One of the nicest men ever met. Yeah. And his his panels are interesting because Carrie is a very he's a very big storyteller. He loves telling stories. So anytime you do a panel with Carrie, like usually as a moderator, <clears throat> I have to go up there and I have to put everything together. I have to figure mm-hmm. out where to start, where to end, where to incorporate the audience and then go from there. Carrie actually formats the first three questions for you because he wants to tell stories. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me, he gives you the first three topics of what you it's uh, it's up to me as a moderator to figure out how to transition from one to the other and make it seem like it's not formatted, um, which I actually was I actually did very well. And it, this it, this was my first panel in three years because of the pandemic. I hadn't been on stage in three years, so I was very nervous. Um, so much so that I was working this event and I'd given myself like four or five panels, but I was so busy that I had to keep giving them away. I was like, Hey, can you do this one for me? Can you do this one for me? And everybody was fine. Um, but then Carrie was the last panel of the weekend and everybody was like, no, we're not taking it. You need to go on stage. You need to do one. Cause we know how much you love it. You got to do it. Carrie's the perfect one to do. Mm-hmm. Like, cause we know you love him. Like just go upstairs be on stage with Carrie. We'll take care of everything else. I was like, okay. So I was really nervous. Uh, one, because it's Carrie and two, because I hadn't done it in three years, Yeah. but we did the, the, the pre-formatted questions. And then I asked them, I was like, once before we even started, I was like, when we're, when we're through all these, I said, can I ask my own? He's like, yeah, you can ask me whatever you want. He's like, I just like doing these to tell the stories. I completely understand. Um, so we did that. And then I asked a couple questions of my own and then we went into the audience I had every intention of ending this conversation on stage with him getting him to say, as you wish. I was going to ask, I said, I I was going to be like, how many times, like if the questions from the audience or something like that, does someone ask him to say, as you wish? He probably, like it never came up. Um, And I was going to get him to, to say it at the end of the panel. So we wrap up the panel. We wa- I had his book on me because I was reading it on the plane and I wanted to kind of like just tell people about it on stage. Had no intention of getting him to sign it because I'm not a big signature person. Um, I'm more about the picture and the, the memory through the picture because autographs can be bought. Um, so I had the book on me. We walk off stage and within 30 seconds of walking off stage, I'm like, oh, man. And he looked at me like in a panic. He's like, what? What's wrong? I was like. I totally wanted to get you to say as you wish on stage before we left. He looked at me. He's like, they've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, they've heard it before. Yeah, we're fine. And he's like, thank you for he's like, thank you for bringing my book out there. Like he's like, I appreciate you kind of promoting that. He's like, did I sign that for you? I was like, no, I was like, I didn't sign. He's like, well, do you want me to? I was like, you can if you want to. Um, he's like, all right, we just have to find a pen. And I had a Sharpie in my pocket because yeah. I was working all weekend. So I happened to have one. I was like, oh, actually, I have a Sharpie in my pocket. He looks at me. He's like, you didn't want me to sign your book. I was like, I swear, this is totally yeah. coincidence that I had this pen on me. So he signed my book and he, he you know, thanked me for the panel on the book and everything. We took a bunch of pictures afterwards. He was seriously, I know we got off topic, but like he was seriously. No, the we're nicest. still on topic. We're still talking about the actor. So true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was seriously the, the nicest guy. He was willing to take as many pictures with him as I wanted to. Yeah. 
and he was just he was he was so nice. No. I think um, there's not like not a week. I don't want to say day, but like not a week goes by where I'm not quoting something from that film. Yeah, and and like and looking looking back at what you said about the possible remake, I I don't see anybody else who could play that part no. other than Carrie Elwes and Robin Wright. No. And there's you can't recreate you can't recreate it. It's just going to like flop. No offense they, to like whatever, but like they so, did do something fun with it during yeah. the pandemic. Yes, but that was funny. And that was the tongue actors. in cheek and yeah. meant to be uh, meant yeah. to be fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So a um, legitimate remake of it, you couldn't do. Yeah. And I love to, I don't know if, if you, if you're familiar with this at all, but I, I know you like Robin uh, with, uh, I know you like Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. and like lively. So I know you're a fan of Ryan Reynolds, but did you, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Ryan released a PG 13 version of Deadpool two called once upon a Deadpool. Yeah. And it opens with him in a recreation of the princess bride bedroom with um, Fred in the bed. <laughs> and he's yeah. tied to the bed, held hostage to Deadpool reading him the script from Deadpool yeah. 2. And it's brilliant. I did not see it, but now I will look it up just for that reason. Um, but yes, I am a fan of uh, Ryan Reynolds. Um, yeah. What did we just watch? Uh, Harold and Kumar. Because Dave's like, Harold I don't know Kumar? if I've ever. Yes. There's so many people in that movie. <laughs> I don't remember. I, yeah. I don't remember Ryan Reynolds. In- he's like. Oh, uh, he's the surgeon. Yeah. That's well, right. I think well, he's like a, a nurse maybe, but like. He's the, he's, that's where the, but why meme comes from. Yeah. He, that, um, I, that I use quite often actually. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's, um, I, I loved uh, two guys, a girl in a pizza place. Well, I think yeah. it's just all two guys and a girl or whatever. I think when it started, it was two guys and a girl. Him yeah. and Nathan Fillion. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that. Another guy um, I absolutely love. Yes. Yeah. That. um, Again, and I bet you he's super nice in real life. I've met him as well. Yeah. He is. He's incredibly yeah. nice. So. But why I was cutting you off and said, okay. go fast forward because my <laughs> honorable mentions. And it's so funny that you're number one. So that's an on- my honorable mention. Okay. Okay. But Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler from Murder Mystery. Also, like, just go with it. But because they work together and they've been friends for like years since, like, prior to both of them really getting famous or anything like like that. They have a really good friendship. Um, But I'm very excited for the new Murder Mystery. I am, I love mysteries. I love solving, like, I'm a mystery. That's my. Oh yeah, because I know like you were you were really looking forward to like Murder on the Nile and yeah, Death on the Nile and um, Death on the Nile. Yeah, yeah. I I, that two two three years I waited for that. I'm like, Ben, where is it? What is going (laughs) on? I know it's made. I know it's done. Why won't they just release it? (laughs) Like Glass Onion and Knives Out are fantastic movies. Yeah, and then there's going to be another. So they signed on for yeah, Um, but. Yeah, I love – that's my book genre. Uh, I like – I mean, I like historical fiction. I like historical fiction when it's paired with a mystery. Um, but uh, speaking – like we had talked about Canadian television, but Murdoch Mysteries. I'm a Murdochian, as it's called. Oh, God. <laughs> um, 
which is like, I mean, this show's been on for like 16 years. It's so good. And I didn't even I, like, um, you know, Dave started watching it. Um, and I'm like, what do you want? Like, it was like, it started off as like as a PBS looking type show. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like drawn in and that's pairing like historical fiction. But so honorable mentions. Um, and then I also have Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio for Titanic because we're on the anniversary of uh, Titanic 25 years. Yeah. And that, and that's another one. That's like another one of those mainstream ones that I could have very easily thrown into my list, but I'll be honest with you. I've only, I saw Titanic opening weekend. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it since. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking what? 97, 97, but see, like I was a a teenager. I, I was a teenage girl in 1997. Uh, and what did you do? You saw that film. You dragged it. I was, I took, it was me and the girl I was dating in high school. We went to see that movie opening weekend and believe it or not, there were not a lot of people in the theater because I think at that time, because it's a three hour long Mm -hmm. movie and I really don't think a lot of people were willing to sit that long until they movie, until they knew the movie was good. Yeah. So it took a couple of days for that movie to really start packing the theaters. Nowadays, you can go and see a three-hour movie yeah. opening night and it's packed. Um, well, I went opening weekend. Just it was Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm like, oh, take me. I'm well, there. my thing, my thing was, and I think this is probably the reason why I haven't watched it since it came out, um, is because I remember when that movie was over, going back to the car with my girlfriend at the time, and her bawling her eyes out for no lie a half hour and me not crying at all yeah and her like looking at me like how can you not be crying like you're heartless i'm like i knew the fucking boat was gonna sink (laughs) like (laughs) yeah i knew i like the fact that they they, that they put the uh if leo could have fit on the door to so James Cameron re- did a recreation. Mythbusters did it already. Yeah, but it's James Cameron doing it and like stunts and things like that. And they like tried all these scenarios and it's no, he would have ended up probably more, more than likely even if or both of them dying or both of them would have died. Yeah. Um, but I think like just that ending. The shot, what what I liked about the, the film was at the end where it's showing all the pictures of her life. Mm-hmm. You know, she, it's, it's Kate Winslet flying a plane. She's on a horse and all her life, like all the things that she ended up doing with, with her life. That's what touched me the most about this film was mm-hmm. not to say like the romance thing. I was more interested in like, oh my God, she was like, I'm trapped in this life that I don't want. And like went on to do like all these wonderful life adventure things because you know? of him. Be- well, not like because of him, but also because of herself. You know, making yeah. that decision because she had multiple dis- the times she could have. So like that's how I view the film. I don't view it as like the romance movie. I view it as like the protagonist, Kate Winslet. Uh, star that Rose is like, I, that's how I, I view the film. I get so it. My, romance aside. My <laughs> only connection, my my connection to that movie is, I, I feel like Bill I'm Paxton? dropping. I feel like I'm <laughs> dropping names constantly on this episode. Uh, no, is moderating a panel with Victor Garber. 
who was, was the ship designer in the movie. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm like, but, who did he? That's play? really yeah. my only connection. I'm a big Billy Zane fan too, mm-hmm. so you know. But I recently went to Dave and I went to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, to go to the life-size Titanic museum. There is a uh, life-size Titanic museum. It, there's a life-size Titanic museum. It's actually, and I, I have very strange that it's in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, but it's there because the um, second person to ever to dive and go to Titanic and the wreckage and everything like that is from that area and decided to build this museum. Um, but it's scaled, it's a scaled down size, but. Well, then it's not life size then. Well, that's how they say it. If it's it's scaled down, it's not life size. It's half the, it's the front part of the ship. Oh, so everything that they have is actual size. It's just not the full ship. Correct. Yeah. Like it's, and and you walk through, um, you can't take any photos or anything on the first floor. Is it Um, actual stuff from the Titanic? Yeah. Like that they've brought up from the Titanic? Yeah. Photos. Like I wanted to take a lot of photos myself or video, but you can't until you get to the second level. And then the second level is the more campier stuff. Like um, what the world is like sit in a rowboat, see the size of the rowboat, feel the, the temperature of the water, um, stand on the angles of like the boat, like as it mm-hmm. was like sinking, like what the angles are um, game type stuff. It's like more of the kitschy stuff. Yeah. Um, but the first floor is all like relic stuff, photographs. There was this priest that was aboard the Titanic and had a collection of photographs. And there's that one photograph where it's like a boy playing a um, spin wheel thing. It's a very famous photograph. Like that was the priest's photo. But he like kept all these photos. And until he died, they didn't get discovered. Well, I um, wonder but- why you're not allowed to take photographs as long as you're not using a flash. They said no. And it's like heavily like uh, there's like crew and then they have a complete recreation of the famous staircase. Oh, I figured they would probably. Yeah. Um, And you, so the weirdest part is you get a guest name is your ticket and you go through the experience as this guest. And at the end you learn if they live, if they lived or passed on the ship. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, uh, but yeah, I don't know. This is supposed to be about couples. We're talking about the Titanic. <laughs> but hey, it's you know what? It's good for your podcast because it's the 25th anniversary, and now you could like hashtag Titanic. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, that's true. I can. And there's and- a discussion about it, so people can. Yeah, we'll get so, some more hits. Yeah. Um. So your honorable mentions, who we work. Yeah, with I'll, here. I'll go through a couple of mine real quick. Again, I just I only have a couple. I threw a couple out already. Uh, Princess Leia and Han Solo, I mm-hmm. mentioned already. Uh, Lois and Clark from Superman is a big one. Not from Man of Steel because that's a horrible movie. <laughs> and that Lois, Amy Adams, is horrible as Lois Lane in that movie. Um, Indiana Jones and Marion. Ah. Uh. From Raiders of the Lost Ark. I, I could have done that. I could have done that. I'm surprised you didn't. Karen actually. Allen. Oh my yeah. god. Ugh. I'm surprised you didn't actually. Uh, talking about a couple that actually became a real life couple for a good amount of time after this movie and are no longer a couple anymore. Uh, John and Jane from Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Yeah. 
Um, and the last one I have on there, and this is if if there are people out there, this is a movie that flew under the radar for a little bit, but I absolutely love this movie. And if you haven't seen it, uh, Sarah and Niles from Palm Springs. With uh, Adam, Sa- uh, Ad- Adam- <laughs> Andy, Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg and Christina Adam Sandler, Milani. Andy as well. Yeah. But no, that's um, a good, that's good. That is a great yeah. movie. Like my dog. Um, for those, I see. For those that <laughs> are not, are listening and not watching. Your um, dog came in the background. A dog came into the, to the screen <laughs> and he's looking outside. Oh, but yeah, Palm, Palm Springs is such a great movie. Like yeah. it's very Groundhog Day, but it has its dark. own twist. It's on more, a dark it's dark, twist. darker. But um, um, Andy Sandberg, he's another person I think is uh, got to be like the nicest part. I mean, Brooklyn Nine-Nine too. Like he's just yeah. hilarious all around. Um, I'm surprised that you didn't say Julia Roberts and George Clooney from any number of. So, I mean, what we can with that, we can go what like, no, out of sight was Jennifer Lopez. Um, what movies did they do together? I know they did a couple. Well, the the recent one. Um, oh, yeah. The, they, um, yeah. Is it Destination Wedding? No. No. What's the Destination Wedding? Why do you keep naming these J Lo movies? <laughs> do you have a thing for J Lo? No. No. As a matter <laughs> of fact, I think like like Geely and um, Jersey Girl like are horrible. Huh. Um. I was gonna put um, Jay and Silent Bob on my uh, list. <laughs> I w- I would have counted it. Uh, Ticket to Paradise. That's the one with yes. him and Julia yeah. Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I need to. Meh. Meh. <laughs> Meh. I like the setting. I I mean, um, but and I and I and I, I I don't know. I don't. I think it's just like when like comedy like romantic things like that. I'm less typical of like oh you're a woman you should like movies like that like we just watched um your place or mine with oh, Reese Witherspoon with, uh, and, and, yeah. and yeah. I was like oh I'm looking forward to this movie it looks like it's gonna be funny and parts of it were funny and then it gets to like the end part and I'm like nah. <laughs> okay I'm, I'm like that too like I yeah. I like the the um, off the collar more mm-hmm. like non-traditional romantic stuff. Like I never watched, I've, I've still to this day, I've never watched the notebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's people counted as like one of the greatest romantic yeah. movies of all time. Never seen it. Um, I think the, what's the one with Keanu and Sandra Bullock, uh, the lake house, Lighthouse. Yeah. lake house. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where they're sending I've never seen letters it. through yeah. time. I just love Keanu Reeves, but I've never seen it. But there's another couple, Sandra Bullock and Ke- the uh, Speed. Speed, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, there's so many good ones out there. Uh, to only name five is kind of difficult, but we got through it. You had a yeah. re- you had a couple of really good ones. I'm still stuck on that Meg Ryan. Uh, Joe versus Vol- well, because Joe I, Volcano. I ha- like. I, I feel like I need to rewatch that. You do. I it's I think it's a it's such a great film. Um. Is that, is that, is it seven? Um, I don't have it what year that it came out. I don't know if it's an 80s or a 90s movie. Joe versus Volcano, that's definitely yeah. 80s. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that's definitely 80s. Or like tail end, maybe. Or like, because it's like, there's that blurry line between the oh, end no. of the I'll, 80s. I'm, I'm wrong. It's 1990. Yeah. See, there's yeah. their blur. Like, you don't yeah. know if it's 80s or 90s. Because right a lot of cusp. people associate the 90s with that like grungy or Y2K going into type fashion. Um, but that wasn't until like the later like the early eighties was very, or the early nineties was very still much the eighties. Yeah. Um, I just think about what I wore <laughs> and I how I looked. So I don't even remember what I wore back yeah. during that time. I don't even want to think about it. Mm. My uh, teased hair. <laughs> yeah. Thick bangs that were like from the back of my head and just like ta- t- teased hairspray. I feel like I might be watching Joe versus the volcano as I'm editing this. Yeah, see, that's such that's such it's a great good. movie. It's good. It's good. Are movie. you Joe? Joe Banks? <laughs> like, uh and and it's so like I recently met someone whose name was Joe Banks, and I did that, and they just looked at me like, "What?" You know who else is in that movie too? From one of the previously mentioned couples, yeah. Nathan Lane. Yeah. Nathan it's, Lane is um, one of the natives. So I so here that's a person I could have met. Is Nathan Lane? We were at Starbucks together, oh. not together. Like, oh, I'm hanging out with Nathan Lane. He was in front of me in line, and I'm like, that's Nathan Lane. And Dave's like next to me. We're like, Arr. and I'm like, I'm not gonna bother him. He's just getting his coffee, like whatever. And I, where were you? New York, uh, New York, yeah. Okay, long yeah. out out on long long uh, Long Island. Um, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, and I'm like, people probably come up to him all the time. Like, I don't know. And I could have met Paul Rudd too. I, uh, I saw him in a play called Grace. Michael Shannon, um, him and Michael Shannon were in the in this play called Grace, um, and we went to see it. And um, they, you know, they leave the theater, like they leave, yeah. and I'm like arms reach, and I'm like lockdown. I'm like, I can't do it. <laughs> let me tell you, it, I, I know, and I'll wrap up with this yeah. um, before I let you get your plugs in. I watched, and I highly recommend yeah. anybody who's listening to go look for this if you haven't already. Um, by the time you're listening to this, it'll still be fresh. At the time we're recording, last night, Paul Rudd was on Jimmy Fallon promoting Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Stop. And Sorry. At one point, My dog is... <laughs> It's fine. Um, and at one point, my during, dog Indiana, Indiana Bones. <laughs> um, at one at one point during the interview, Jimmy and Paul find a very slim piece of tape on Jimmy's desk. So Paul takes it and he sticks it in his nose, hanging out, so it looks like snot. Yeah, and just goes on with the interview as he's got this like snot line hanging from his nose. It doesn't do me any justice me talking about it. I was hysterical yeah. watching it because it's just it's Paul he's, Rudd. He's got I know I know he's funny. He's the sexiest man or one of like I mean finally they went with someone who's actually like sexy in my eyes, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's got mad dancing skills. I love that type of that. It's just all around humor. He never ages. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, could have done will, Claire Danes. I could have done um, Alicia Silverstone and Paul Rudd and Clueless is another yeah. couple. Um, Jennifer Aniston and Paul Rudd is another uh, Paul Rudd character. 
um, where they're together. Um, Reese Witherspoon and Paul Rudd have been in multiple movies together as a couple. Um, rabbit hole. Okay. Yay. <laughs> I, I Don't worry. There will be a Paul Rudd episode of Wilhelm yeah. down the road as well. Yeah. Um, Are you going to bring me out? An I could. <laughs> I very easily could. Where I could mess up with my list. Not know the assignment. Not know the assignment. <laughs> you got through it. It was good. It's good. But I, um, like everyone I picked were in multiple movies together as couples. You just had That's to pick the I movie. Was, yeah, I just had to pick the movie. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't. I missed it. <laughs> it's all right. We got through it. We got yeah. through it. That's all that yeah. matters. What have uh what have you got going on that you want to plug right now? Oh my goodness. I don't know. Uh there's a baby coming. Um so <laughs> Uh, I'm kind of going to break a little, but still have things like running on auto. Um, I'm, uh, you know, very active on my Instagram. If people could go follow me on my personal Instagram, there's lots of funny, um, witty little videos. Um, a lot of them, uh, I drag my, or not drag my husband, my husband, uh, no, he's fully into it. He's fully into it. And like, yeah. is a wow. he is like, he is Paul Rudd. I married Paul <laughs> um, type person. If, if Paul Rudd and Nacho Libre. Oh, were my God. Together, That's a combination. We're together. Um, so, like, uh, there's a lot of funny videos there. Um, they should go watch our pregnancy announcement video. I don't know if you saw it. I saw it. It came out around yeah. Halloween. Um, that is a hilarious video on on. Uh, YouTube, but it's on my Instagram. It's on my TikTok. Um, but all that stuff is under the Lindsay Boo. Um, my professional uh, page, where you know I try to act like I have my shit together, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is Lindsay Barace, Um and it's Lindsay with an A, so L I N D S A Y B A R R A S S E. Um, I'm a marketing and media strategist. If you need help with um, all things social media. I have been in this game for the dawn since the dawn of social media, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm uh, on all kinds of updates. I I know the ins and outs of social media. Uh, I could definitely help um, individuals learn how to manage and grow their Instagram, um, how to monetize um, their social medias. Um, all different kind of accounts, um, how to make money from anywhere to um, Instagram real bonuses to having your Amazon um, hooked up where you're, you know, affiliate getting affiliate links and getting some commission off of that um, to making Amazon uh, KDP books. So I am, I'm also a author um, <laughs> and uh, have some things on Amazon, uh, some journals and books um, that people can buy. Um, so if they just do a Google search of my name um, and they could watch my old films, I haven't made a, a movie in three years because of the pandemic um, and then life and baby. Um, and I've just been doing the commercial side of things. Um, but um, they could, you know, check out um, the, uh, the road less traveled, um, which is a film that I did uh, a few years back, um, which I absolutely adore and love. I loved that film. too. Um, that was really well done. Thank you. Yeah. I, I just, the nostalgic of it, it's horror ish. Um, with a twist. Um, mm. and, 
yeah. Um, so that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> Here's me in a nutshell. Oh. <laughs> Um, and, um, they can follow, I'll pitch my husband because I love him. Um, he is a, a talented filmmaker as well. Um, but he does primarily social video work. So even if you're, um, across the country or in another country, um, he could help coach you how to best practices for, um, video for social media. Um, and, um, he has, so we have Voyager Video um, and Asheville Video Marketing, um, and he could, you know, coach you on how to film your videos or edit your videos, or he could even edit them for you, adding subtitles and things like that, and, you know, strategically um, build uh, a marketing campaign for your business, be it, um, uh, I don't know, if you're a person or if you're <laughs> Uh, a, a business with multiple people working for you. He's got your needs covered. There so, you go. There you go. Sorry. Plugged him too, because he is the father of my child. <laughs> well, I mean, you plugged what he does, but you didn't plug how people can contact him. I said Voyager video and Asheville video marketing. So those are his handles. Oh, those are his Instagram handles. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Well, oh. all across social media, okay. but his name is David Crigliano. Um, spelled phonetically C-O-R-I-G-L-I-A-N-O, which people like look at and they like stop. I kept my last name because people could actually like they attempt it for his name. They're just they're like blah 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 blah, <laughs> blah, blah. and Although it's there like are people, there are people that mispronounce your last name as well, but not as bad as his. Probably not. Yeah, I mean yeah. the worst I've ever gotten is bare ass, but oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, I guess that's see what I was called in high that. school. So that's just because children are cruel. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, but thank you for coming back on and doing this. Thank you for having me. Sorry. I messed up the assignment. Sorry yeah. that I talk for a long time. Sorry that I'm a goofball, <laughs> but Hey, you get what you get with me. <laughs> we got, we got back on track. It's totally yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, in, and crumble. Oh, thank crumble you for sponsoring. <laughs> Thank you for not sponsoring, but being a topic of conversation yes, for this video. Yeah. Um, going forward past this episode, there's going to be a post credit, as mm -hmm. I'm calling it, the Wilhelm post credit. Uh, I'm not going to do it this episode just because we got a lot of stuff out there and there's no listener feedback for this episode. So but we got a forward, lot of stuff out there. Yeah. But going forward, so. there'll be like a little solo sesh with me uh, mm. talking about social media links where you can find me uh, listening, feed listener feedback and uh, Patreon shout outs. But since the Patreon hasn't launched yet and there's no feedback, we'll skip it. Uh, so with that being said, uh, make sure you check me out on all of my socials as well. The, um, you can find everything from social media to places to reviews, to places to leave feedback at wilhelmpodcast.com. Uh, same thing on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, wilhelmpodcast.com is the easiest way to find it. Uh, that being said, I think that's it. Lindsay, thanks again for coming on. Yeah. Happy Valentine's day. Happy Valentine's <laughs> day, everybody. Next episode. <laughs> Happy uh, beheading babies. Day. What? Well, Valentine, St. Valentine was beheaded. Oh, but you said babies. Like, well, because he's like a little Cupid thing. <laughs> he's like pictured as like this little Cupid cherub thing. This, so, this went okay. dark really quick. <laughs> <laughs> beheading babies. 
on the uh, next Wilhelm. <laughs> next, no, next episode of Wilhelm, just in time for the March 6th release of History of the World Part 2, uh, will be my friend Eric joining me to talk about our top five favorite Mel Brooks projects. Yeah. So that'll be a lot of fun. And we're both looking forward to History of the I World. I saw Part a teaser picture of Jack Black. Did you see the trailer? I did not. Watch the trailer. Well, because I, I'm, I... It I try is, not to watch trailers as much as I could because sometimes trailers, one, it's either completely off or two, um, it gives the whole thing away. It is a, I don't think it's going to give the whole thing away because it's a four night series. Yeah. It's not a movie. Um, it's a four part series on Hulu. And when you watch the trailer, legitimately, it is a who's who of comedy. Yeah. I mean, it's everyone from Jack Black to Jason Manzukis to like, there's so many people in this project. I love when things I like, I really love the Weird Al movie because of that. Yeah. Like all the little cam, Conan O'Brien's was my favorite. Oh my God. That was hysterical. <laughs> I was, I was very skeptical about a history of the world part two when I heard it was coming. I'm like, yeah. Oh, like, I don't know if it can be done, especially if Mel's not behind it. And then I saw Mel was the one that wrote it. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I'm in. Mm. All I need. Yeah. Although you so, can never. Sorry, do I'm not. I'm not a crazy person who's raw. Who rocks back <laughs> and forth or whatever. It's because I'm supposed to like move. Um, like every like couple. Like I'm not supposed to sit for very long periods of time and like all this stuff with pregnancy and blah 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 blah. But those oh, are the right. people who are watching. Um, <laughs> for people who are listening. Sorry, you can't see. That's me. that's all right. I'm We're so sorry the- that you cannot see my. Uh, pregnancy <laughs> That's right. We're wrapping it up anyway. Uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, checking me out. Uh, but until next time, we'll see you on another episode of Wilhelm. Take care. Thank you. Mahalo. Bye.